It's John Holmberg here, adding beauty to your world with my friends from Creative Environments. Outdoor living is something we have here in Arizona, and we get to enjoy it almost all year round. Your living space doesn't have to end where your house walls end. You have a backyard just begging to become functional and useful. My designer at Creative Environments, Danielle, came to my house and created an outdoor space for me that is basically now square footage for my home, and I'm so happy I had them reimagine this portion of my property. I have them working on another project, too. I spent a ton of time by my pool in the summer. It's a great pool, but the area around it seems to be just a bunch of wasted space. Danielle at the team at Creative Environments, they're drawing something up for me now. And the cool part is, when they show it to me, it's going to be a 3D video, so it's going to basically look like it's finished before they even start. Leaves nothing to the imagination. You'll know exactly what you're getting right there. They are top shelf in every aspect. Design, construction, even maintenance. All you have to do is give them a look-see. CreativeEnvironments.com. We live in paradise. Build the backyard of your dreams. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing. Now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before. But you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. There's only one Eric's Family Barbecue location in Arizona. That's right, just one. It's in Avondale, and it's worth the drive over and over again. Barbecue restaurants that have several locations usually cut their quality for expansion. Not Eric's Family Barbecue. Eric serves Texas-style barbecue that never disappoints, always delicious, never rushed, and prepared to perfection. Now, we know brisket is king, but have you tried their pulled pork with coleslaw? It's a match made in heaven. Eric's Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Go to ericsfamilybbq.com for more information. Still streaming. Holmberg's Morning Sickness. Online at 98kupd.com. That last one was for Eric Bryan. Good morning, everybody. Hello there. Welcome to the Morning Sickness. It's 545. My name's John. There's Brady. There's Brett. Uh, Dick Toledo's here as well. Uh, yeah, uh, I was had lunch yesterday with uh, new AC unit, uh, Bodie Bryant and uh, Eric Bryant from Precision AC. And he said, uh, wake up with you every morning. And he goes, uh, but there's just an acceptable, uh, an acceptable amount of cock I can handle first thing. And I don't think he realized what he'd said. If you get that thing going, that's just too much for me to take in the morning. Just a little bit less. And I'm like, all right, I'll... I'll give you a little less of that, Eric. No problem, buddy. You like got he wants it. to hit the snooze on it or no, something? No, no, no. He just, he just, it's too much cock for him to stay. Yeah, he can't yeah. start a day like that. He don't listen to KDKB, I take it. <laughs> no. That is an excessive amount of wake him up stuff. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, it was a rough day for me yesterday. Uh, I got news last night that uh, I lost a friend. And uh, oh, it's brutal. And so I'm starting today with that. Uh, his name was Saul Goodman, and he's gone. He's gone forever from my life. Heavy heart. Know, that's heavy. It is heavy. I lost Saul. I lost Kim. Uh, I lost them all. And about 9 o'clock last night, I'm looking over. There's tears in the house. I'm emotional. Didn't, didn't, uh, didn't, no waterworks, but it was darn close to feeling them, and it was just great. Just An amazing send-off, though. Satisfying right? ending for, uh, well, look, I've talked to a few friends of mine who just, uh, they need, they're, they're probably, they're, 
Doug Hopkins is an Adam Sandler guy, you know? He's one of those. Really? Yeah, no, no, no. That's wow. his, his brain power goes about as far as that. He didn't like the black and white episodes. In the last few episodes of Better Call Saul were in black and white, which I found to be absolutely extraordinary as a metaphor for so many different things, mainly one being the purgatory of some things are worse than death. And the black and white represented a, a you know, lifeless time. And nothing, nothing was said. Gray, purgatory, kind of we're in between everything and you can't go forward and you can't go back. And that was the whole theme of the, the thing. And at the end, the whole, the whole damn shit, very much like No Country for Old Men, which is incredibly smart uh, to show you this giant movie, one of my favorite movies ever made, this giant you know, cartel and drug thing and murders and all this other stuff, all to find out the entire movie was just about one guy uh, feeling like he's too, he's, he's overmatched. He can't do this anymore. I don't understand. And the whole movie's about a guy uh, aging, aging out. He's aging out of life. And it's, you know, life's not speeding up. He's slowing down. Nothing's different on this planet except him. And his vanity makes him believe that the world's changed and the world hasn't changed. It's, it's him who's done it. And this whole thing, which is what people think as they get older, and when yeah, everybody. Oh, this this thing. Everybody's always thought every generation. Oh, this is out. We're out of control. I mean, there's certain things that are happening that everybody agrees are kind of goofy. But you know, it's like all the things that he'd seen in that movie. As far as like, wow, the murders seem to be worse, and he just kind of you're aging out, you're slowing down. And he says it in the movie. It's a great line that Tommy Lee Jones said. I feel overmatched. Once he says that, the movie's theme is now that. Like, this isn't about a drug caper. This isn't about anything but this guy. It's, just, it's in the title, No Country for Old Men. It's like nothing's different. Same with Better Call Saul. The whole show was just this extraordinary run through, and then in the end you find out, oh, I see. And it's just, you know, it's just this revelation. So well written, so well done. And a satisfying ending. Brett and I were talking about Mad Men being a, uh, a TV show that yeah. you, you invest your time. There's nothing worse. That's why I don't like this Still a la pissed. carte TV. Yeah. I don't like Netflix to have like, oh, there's only 21 episodes. Binge it. Uh, Game of Thrones, Mad Men, Seinfeld, uh, Cheers to a certain extent. There have not been many shows that button it up and go, there's your satisfactory ending. Your characters have all been wrapped up. There's redemption where it needs to be. There's punishment where it needs to be, sometimes both. And you walk away going, holy cow, that show was like top to bottom, closed all the doors and tied all the, tied all the knots up. Sopranos. And, uh, Sopranos yeah, left people thought, furious. Yeah. That was not a satisfying ending for a lot of people. It wasn't, but now that I look back on it, I think it was brilliant. It, but it was now the, that I look back remember on it. The, but at uh, the time, I was pissed. Right, and yeah. I can't remember the name of the, the... And that probably helped knowing I knew that going into it. Yeah, you I watched, watched it 12 years like, later. Yeah. Right. Yeah, every, and you knew how it ended. It just I mean, I'm yeah. sure you knew, oh, it just goes black. Yeah. And, Sopr- and if you knew that going in, if you knew, oh, at the end, at one point or another, it just ends. And it's going to be abrupt, and you're not going to. It created, I think, dumb people questions. Oh yeah, I think dumb people were can't handle not being told every ounce of everything, and you have to leave some of it up to the viewer. And I think that's where you know we've lost any sort of artwork in entertainment. It's like, all right, we have to wrap it up for dummy, over-explain everything in the end, and they can't do any of the work themselves. That's what I love about like The Sopranos. I didn't understand it. At first, no. I wasn't mad, but I'm like, wait a minute, what happened? And then, then you realize, oh, it's up to you. Like, you have to figure it out. And it's easy to figure out. Tony got shot. He, it, went, it went dark. Yeah. It, it, the main character, from his perspective, the show is over. But they explained it in a couple episodes earlier. Like, it just goes black. It just goes black. Yeah, yeah when Bobby and him are talking about 
dying. Yeah. The and things that you plug in, like, oh, it was Tony, the family, and it was just. Yeah. And, yeah. But it, it was just, he, he was. Uh, that was it. Just wrapping mm-hmm. up, but he had already said, I don't know if there's anything else. I think it just goes black and that's it. That's exactly what happened. They told you how the show's going to end. It's great. And I thought The Sopranos was pretty well buttoned up as well. They yeah. killed all the people that needed to be killed. The, you know, the family Soprano moved on. It was the exact same story of his dad who was killed and left the family on their own. It's the mob, it's the mob cycle that had to happen. Yeah, there are very few series that that as a uh, you know that have great endings. Not many that you can't satisfy anybody or everybody anyway. Like not everybody's going to walk away. Oh, it sucked. You know, everybody's going to be mad that it's over. They want a big flashy super ending. They want to be moved. They basically want the TV to reach out and jerk them off, and it's not. It's not going to happen. But Mad Men's probably the worst. Oh, 100%. of all, I think Mad Men might have for a show that you know was so smart and so good. Although I'd say Game of Thrones is right behind it. I never watched that Game one. Game of so Thrones might have the dumbest last five episodes in the history of television. The show that was... You could tell they're sped up. Oh, they, they were so patient for so on long. The clock. So many, And it was just poorly written beyond being sped up. So much stuff that had happened in that show was like main characters died and you, you never know. That last season, they're like, nobody's ever going to die again. The people will be brought back to life. We can't lose characters anymore. They they were so basic, cartoon, stupid. And then in the end, none of it mattered. Like, and and that's the thing about Mad Men. In the end, none of it mattered. What you've been watching had n- nothing mattered. Wasted six seasons, yeah, and of- the, and the ending just goes back to the beginning, which was there's a brand new series of people guarding the throne. And uh, there's no White Walkers, which was the big imperative. And I thought that, I thought they were being smart. I think in the story, the real writer, uh, George R. 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 Martin, I think he was smart enough to know that he was representing other things with White Walkers, and and the the constant scramble for the throne was a distraction to death being inevitable. What's building up. Death is inevitable. You yeah. can scramble all day long. Enjoy your life. Stop fighting for you know. And, and then in the end, it's like no, that wasn't what this was about. It was about getting the throne, the three eyed raven. Oh, it was so bad. That might be worse than Mad Men. I, see, I, I think, didn't watch I think it, Game so. of Thrones might have been worse Man. than Mad Men. It was terrible, like laughably terrible. There were scenes where suddenly these characters that were that were fallible, they they could die were like getting in fights underwater for 10 or 15 minutes and then swimming seven miles and then continuing battling out of a pile of bodies this is scooby-doo and then that final (laughs) fight scene where only the main characters lived you're like this is not how this show's been built this is and oh they killed that one guy yeah okay well they got to kill some people here it was bad and i think most people kind of walked away from that going oh okay they didn't have a way out, so they just blew up some stuff and then said, eh, we're right back to the beginning. And we've talked about it before. I wasn't happy with the ending of Breaking Bad either because it just got, right. like you said, it, it got too western-y. It turned you know, into it was a western. Like, all right. Yeah. It, it went from being this, you know, meth modern-day yeah. thing into an old-style western. Yeah. And a little ridiculous. Breaking Bad's ending is, like, fairly, you know, the shootout with uh, – Hank and Gomi, yeah, and then that got crazy, and the it's like, all right, I see it. Automated gun, the, yeah, that, that part didn't bother me as much as how was it was of, operated. That's I tuned out there, yeah, but it was what. And then you got the people who are only satisfied by explosions, and the people who, and those people usually wanted a nicely worded ending, 
and then you give them a nicely worded ending, and they want explosions. So, you know, you're not going to satisfy everybody. But I like series that wrap up, and you're like, I'd watch that all over again. Breaking Bad, I'd still watch top to bottom. I still love it. Yeah, I love it till the end, and yeah. that, that's where I'm... Yeah, and most of them are that way. Like, there are very... I started thinking about it last night. Most television, like, you have to have something almost be a true story that the real ending was written by reality rather than by somebody's uh, creative process. That's why you watch Avengers Endgame over and oh, over. Oh, God. Those, see, those things to me are just... They're, they can be... At first, they could be entertaining. It's the same movie with a different costume over and over again. Just don't get it. Comic books have all... Yeah, but they're, the, they're, not even, they're not even based on comic books anymore. They're just, let's see how many of them we can get in one movie. So dummies just go and buy the popcorn, and that's what's going on. You follow me to another movie. I've got about 14 different characters in this one. It's going to be great. And I'm, you know, the last few, the reviews, even by the, by the public, have been kind of like, all right, give me something else. No, look, we've got the hammer. You guys love the hammer. Oh, we do like the hammer, but we've seen that's all you do with it is lose it, get it back, lose it, get it back. Yeah. We're a fickle bunch, us audience members, but uh, satisfaction's not easy. I think it's great when something wraps up good or when somebody gives you an ending and you're like, that was satisfying. I was satisfied. Better Call Saul was awesome. And I have people here at work that I've been – Every week we have a little sit-down. I should have done the podcast with Paul Sura because that dude is tied into this show like deep. And Better Call Paul would have been amazing because, I mean, he's contacting the dude who played Howard. He's been on chat sites with all the, you know, Ray Seahorn. Yeah, he's and, into like, it. He's in it. And I'm into it. I'm just not taking time in my day to sit through podcasts and chats and things like that. I'll sit with Paul. and We talk every Tuesday non-stop about this thing and it is uh, it's over so i lost a friend and now paul's probably going to die paul is not in the best of health and the only thing i think he was really living for was to see the ending of better call saul i think that's about it i think paul might just if there's a strong enough rafter i think we're gonna see him dangling for, i just don't thank god there's not a strong enough rafter the big man this episode is brought to you by paramount plus Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. If Paul tried to hang himself, uh, by the end of the day, the house would look like Anne Hesh crashed into it. It would just all collapse. I love that one. That Anne Hesh story gets weirder and weirder all the time, too. They got pictures of the house she ran into. There's places in the Ukraine that don't look as damaged. I don't know how yeah. she did that with in one a Mini car. Cooper. I know. I mean, Her Mini Cooper blew that was place. Was a bullet, though? Was it going? Oh, she was flying. Oh, yeah, she was yeah. Flying. I mean, yeah. The whole thing just blew the house up. It was a missile. It was like a mini 911. It was a car into a house rather than a plane into a building. But man, did she knock that thing to bits. How the people inside there survived is. They were inside of it when she hit. Yeah. I don't know how they survived either, but uh, yeah, she's they were able to save her organs out of that. Thing I know, too. and that's the crazy. I don't part. know what they got, but do you know you've got Ann Hesh's organs? Because I remember when my uncle Bob died, I got to meet the people that I parted him out for because I did the parting out on the phone. Like my aunt was in no condition, right. and so I'm on the phone going, "Eyeballs, yeah, go ahead, take those. Veins, eh, whatever you can salvage." And then I remember telling my aunt. Were you making deals over yeah, here? Yeah, because they have to do it that day. Oh, man. Like an hour after we got home from the dude dying unexpectedly, 
There's a phone call. I'd like to talk to uh, Miss Blah 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 about uh, harvesting the organs. He's an organ donor. And, oh, I can't do it. And I get the phone. She hands me the phone. So I'm sitting there putting my hand over there. And I was Aunt Joan. What is it? Her husband died. She's a mess. Bob's eyes. You want to poke those out and give them to another person? Oh, his beautiful eyes. Yeah, I think that's a yes. I think we're good. <laughs> Three different dealers on the phone. I got pick your part right now. Yeah, and they're, uh, it they're was. Bitter. <laughs> they had people just like, we need this like today. Like and his organs went in someone else like later that afternoon. And then I got to meet the people because they have a big organ donor party. Meet I don't the know family. if creepy or cool. You know, creepy. Kind of I'll like, tell you from yeah, okay. the guy who was All at right. the party, it's okay. creepy. For the family members of uh, the close, I was his like distant nephew. Yeah. I liked the guy, but you know. What is he, Celine Dion? My heart will go on. I, I don't know what's going on. So I, I find I, we had to. Sometimes they tell the people. Sometimes they don't. Uh, and uh, I met somebody that thinks they had Uncle Bob's lungs. <laughs> and I was like, "Hi, how are you? Your uncle saved my they saved my life." And I'm like, you want to go outside and have a smoke? I'm just playing. We're all done here. <laughs> You're a good dude. You're a good man. And then, God uh, bless the one guy. The one guy who uh, got a new heart. They tell stories. And the one guy got a new heart, and uh, it was in like 2007, and never liked baseball before or anything else. Suddenly, he's a huge Phillies fan, right before they won the World Series, wow. like a big-time Phillies fan. And they, he didn't know. He's just like, I just like this. Whatever this is, I like, and started to be a Phillies fan. Then he met the donor's family, not Shane Doan. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> and uh, and uh, sure enough, this dude was a massive Phillies fan. So... He watched the World Series with that family and his uh, and some dead guy's heart pumping in the room. And I'm like, this would creep me out to no end, especially if the imprint of the heart made this dude dig the Phillies. I'd ask for a new heart. <laughs> Make me a Phillies fan with another organ? Ew. Have you been to Philadelphia? Blech. Imagine getting like a, a WNBA fan's heart or something. Oh. <laughs> well, the odds of that right, are I'm done, so I'm done. slim. But you know what would make me good at? I'd be eating tons of <laughs> on the reg, that's for sure. Man, I just had an insatiable appetite for I can't stop thinking about it. And I want some nasty stuff, too, like big, giant, oso-sized woman, just big-ass put hair and ugh. <laughs> I, I, I want to cross over. I got to moves. I, I, something's wrong with me. This goddamn Debbie's, Debbie is inside him. I know who's in you. She had an insatiable appetite for too. Holy crap. That's all I want to do. I got your WNBA daughter's heart. and Man, I am a full-on bull now. <laughs> Yeah, WNBA heart. I I go right back to the doctor and go, look, I'm waking up at ten on Sundays to watch the Mercury play the Sun. You get gotta get this thing out of me. <laughs> Nothing is worth that. I'd rather be he just dead. Constantly like I can't stand it. Every time I laugh, I pee. Yeah. I, I can't stand this. <laughs> I don't know what's going on here. But uh, I'm like emotional and mean. I don't know what's <laughs> I don't know what's happening. I'm a WNBA fan. I got a bi-level haircut now. I've got these weird, thick 1990s, almost look like prison-issued glasses. I, something's up. I like Fosters. I, this never was me before. Hanging around Footprint Center in jean shorts. I am a mess. Get this out of me.
You know, your donor was a massive Mercury fan. Yeah, I bet she was. Now, get it out. That was a funny joke for you, not me. I got to live this life. You'll die without it. I'm dying with it. I'm going to WNBA games. Can you imagine the doctor putting you go? Yeah. <laughs> the girl who died in the car wreck, she was found in a Mercury jersey. We're going to load this dude up. Hilarious. Watching w- roller derby every yeah. Saturday. <laughs> yeah. That big fat chick's got a great ass. What happened to you? I don't know. Uh, something's worse than death. Yeah. Hanging around and taking pictures of myself on Diana Taurasi way. Like proud. I'm like, I got to get out of this. I got to move to a non-WNBA city. I'd be in constant. It would be that Michael Caine movie where the hand comes to life. Oh, yeah. Terrible. My heart starts to contradict my own thoughts. That patio is just covered in wind chimes. Yeah, I'd be a self-loathing male lesbian that just can't stand what he likes. It'd be a nightmare. Laughing at Ellen. That's never happened in my life. What the hell am I finding Ellen so funny for? Dear Tig Natara, <laughs> you are hilarious. You, re- I relate to you so much. Oh, thanks a lot. Tig Notaro wrote me back. What's going on? <laughs> yeah, and then, but that, that, and it's a beautiful gesture, the organ doning or donation. And, oh, yeah. It's amazing. But I don't know that I'd want to go to that party again. Although it did seem to help a lot of people there that they seemed, they needed to know that all that stuff was continuing on. I think my aunt was one of them. Like, she was happy to know that that happened. And uh, the guy who thought he had Bob's organs wasn't sure. Uh, got a lot of, uh, let's just say my aunt got handsy. There was a lot of touching and stuff. So she, it was my dad even said, I don't know, this is great for her. Like she started to kind of want to hold that person a oh, lot. Which organs did he get? Just the lungs. Okay. I think. <laughs> I mean, they didn't put a you dick on the guy. He you would have known if he got that. I was in a terrible uh, smelting accident. My dick fell off. So <laughs> your Uncle Bob's dick is on me now. Although I did see when my when my uncle died, I told you that story, right? No, he's laying on the slab. We all we all went to the hospital, and we get to be in the room with his body, and my aunt's losing it, and uh, and then she kind of calms down. My dad's there, I'm there, Megan's there. I think my stupid sister was there. So, uh, I, whatever, she was probably performing some sort of a red witch thing, trying to bring him back to life. <laughs> Didn't work. Surprise. And uh, my aunt's just like, I'll never, I'll never be with this man again i'll never see this man this is it and then she starts to break down again so she grabs his finger which had started to harden we'd been in there for a while so we started rigor mortis started to kind of pop on so she lifts his hand and it's stiff and he's kind of gray and she starts to suck on his ring finger and we're all like okay make that stop immediately and she's trying to get his ring off yeah and my dad's like they're gonna get that you'll be fine and i just can't let him go and she starts to rub his body and then gets to the mids and starts to stroke the guy. No. <laughs> and she's like, I'll never feel this again. This is not. I mean, she's, she was in a state of complete shock, confusion, and final reflection. Yeah. And, and then realizing. Oh, weird. And she starts to give him a tug over the sheet. Wow. <laughs> and I, I being. And just like the finger. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. I'm like, all right. I'm like, let the lady live. I got to see this. And then so she did it with him for 25 minutes. No, I'm kidding. She gave him a good rub. And then my dad put a complete, we got to get out of here. And he wasn't wrong because I think she was just – she was in a fugue state. She wasn't – she didn't recognize there were other people there. She didn't know what was going on. You give it to her, you know. She was a mess. 
But, you know, she just went down the body and then hit that middle section. And I'll tell you this, Uncle Bob had a set. Because even dead, I'm like, Jesus, I'd trade mine in for that thing. And it, was, it wasn't even wood. It was just rigor mortis hard. Uh, speaking of donations. Yeah, like, Holy Moses, Uncle Bob. No wonder she's going to miss him. That's I get cold in the shower, it disappears. This guy's dead. And he's got a good package going. He's got a nice show. He's got a good, you know, locker room showing at that point. And he wasn't erect or anything, but it was definitely he was he was carrying. He was carrying. Uncle Bob was packing. The joke is at my house, I think maybe that's what killed him. You try to haul that thing around for sixty years, you're gonna end up dead. All the blood's flowing out of you somewhere. But uh, yeah, the organ donation thing. How do we get off on that? The organ donation. And what's wild about the whole um and hashes they kept oh, her that. alive for two days they do that a lot evidently right yeah it's just you don't hear about it too often yeah. it's like because they kind of just announced it yeah brain dead friday evidently was basically yeah. was just she's dead well that's california legal death yeah. you're legally dead when they're brain when you're announced brain dead in california but with car accident victims and things like you know shocking you know you get shot and stuff yep they keep your if you're brain dead they keep everything cooking. So long as the heart can keep beating, the organs will stay alive. That's most Californians, though. Yeah, they're all. Yeah, they're almost <laughs> <You> all. <know. laughs> a little political thank move you, there by Brett Fesley. Think California is a brain dead state, top to bottom, and it's hard to argue. Hard to argue that. So they, they they'll keep you alive. Yeah, yeah they, they kept. Well, they alive. keep your they keep your body flowing. They keep the blood flow going and the heart beating because that'll keep the lungs or the uh, well lungs too, but the organs will stay alive. If the body is still functioning, your brain just is dead. Wow. So it's machines that do it, but they'll do that. And they did it for her until Sunday. Yep. And then they took her off the ventilators and stuff and said, now we got donors. So they didn't waste it. Not Shane Doan again. I have to clear that <laughs> up. The, the donor thing in this city is confusing. But yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty uh, crazy to think of that. But I don't know. What I, what I want to know, I have Ann Hesh's organs. Do you want to know if you got celebrity organs? And you'd hate to have that guy, the, the dickhead who got Ann Hesh's you're going to start bragging like, you know, the way George Costanza did when he got John Voight's car. Yeah, this car used to belong to John Voight. You get some celebrity hound that won't stop telling you they've got the organs of a, you know, I got Paul Walker's heart. Meh, what are you going to do? It's pretty cool. You got a pension for young ladies in speed now, so. And I'm a Phillies fan. And then you find out it's a different Paul Walker and be, you're just a complete idiot. <laughs> It, it happens. but And Hesh, I mean, you're probably, I think I like women, but then I like men. Yeah, I'm all over mm-hmm. the road. I do like cocaine and driving Very fast. Very indecisive. That's one thing that stood <laughs> consistent. Yeah. She was insane. I wonder if the organs will make the next person nuts. Yeah, as long as she didn't like the WNBA. That's a good one. That's a, I, would have, I want to put that on my organ donation list. I do not want the organs of a WNBA fan. That uh, that hate for the WNBA goes so far to if it if it comes down to my life being saved by a WNBA fan's organs, let me pass peacefully. Give those to somebody else. It's the only organ that matches. Okay, I guess my time's up here. Then you're kidding me. You're not going to be no. I'm, I'm ready to cross over, uh, which is something in the WNBA that you never hear. A good crossover. I'm going to do it. I'm going to go. I'm going to follow the light as fast as I can to get out of here. We're going to put you in a Phoenix Mercury urn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You shoot me. Do whatever you want to do. Come back and haunt you. Yeah. <laughs> Spread me all over the floor uh, of the Phoenix Mercury, and you wouldn't notice because they fall down with or without ashes all over It'd the floor. It'd be gone. It doesn't matter. Yeah. They don't care. It's all gross. <laughs> Nobody would notice. I just dump my ashes on the floor. Nobody's there. It's just the joke. 
yeah, I don't understand it, but uh, it's crazy. That organ donation thing's very real. I, you know, I struggle with blood donation. I've never done it, and I know that's bad, and I know people should do that and all that. But my blood stays in me. I like it in there. If you want to, if you, you know, if I get cut and I'm bleeding all over the place, and you want to harvest some of that, have at it. But I don't like needles, and I can't stand the draw. Yeah. So I avoid that. And I know I should. And I know blood donation's important. And I highly recommend it for everybody except me. <laughs> Which is my blood stand in me. I want it in there. Do you go out? You don't go out of your way to go donate blood. No, I, I have a few times. I've done the uh, plasma thing. Oh, yeah, Which that's is right. even longer. Yeah, I, I, plasma's in me too. I just, I feel like, I don't like needles. That's a huge problem for me. Like, massive. I got to get over it. But Because they say, what if you need blood? Someday, somebody decent gave blood. And I'm like, yeah, but that's because they're decent and I'm not. It doesn't make everybody have to do it. That's what decent people are for. If everybody didn't, we wouldn't know who the decent people are. You decent people are saving lives. That's awesome. I don't think I'm one of you. (laughs) That's what differentiates the decent from the awful. And I clearly stand on one side of that. Uh, Let's get a wake-up song, shall we? 585-9800, a good one, and we'll scream it together. It's 98KUPD. Wake up! Arizona's most powerful rock radio station. He said fully erect. You've been listening to Holmberg's Morning Sickness Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com.